politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I was reading recently about something called pig butchering. Now, I don't know whether this is relating to a career in certain Midwestern states or what is it? Hey, 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 you know, they got pigs in the Atlantic area there, you know, in the South. But okay, what is it? Hmm. It's a uh, none too flattering term for the victims of a specific type of scam where they are, in fact, the pig being butchered. Nasty. Yep. It's like on Wall Street, they talk about bulls and bears make money, but pigs don't. Yeah, in this case, though, the pigs make a lot of money for scammers. Who are these pigs? Are they like... Are they, are they like what James Dean would have called pigs back in the 50s, or what are they? A pig butchering scam is a long-term scam where someone will contact you on social media, usually, and they will try to establish trust until you can give them either cryptocurrency or a wire transfer of money. So they'll pretend to be a long-lost relative or a colleague or a classmate or something like that, and it's usually a, just a long, long-term con. What kind of money are we talking about? Because I try this with you from time to time and with Adam, and I haven't even been able to get any damn money out of anybody. Well, there's a news article about a guy in San Francisco who lost a million dollars by way of a pig butchering scam. Ow. Yeah, in this case, the scammers pretended to be an old colleague, and uh, yet again, just I think they said it was a great investment opportunity after a pretty lengthy period of time of establishing trust. So in other words, they now refer to them as pigs to be butchered as opposed to large feathered cooing creatures to be fleeced? Exactly. Yep. Hmm. So the FBI just gave a few warnings and tips about this. Just said, first of all, if you're contacted by a long lost uh, relative or colleague on social media, be skeptical. Uh, keep an eye on the URL of a cryptocurrency platform because they tend to use typo squatting where, they, where they'll have uh, the domain name being slightly different. Uh, don't download investment apps that someone that you have not actually met is uh, recommending to you. And as always, if an uh, investment opportunity sounds too good to be true, it is. So to all you potential pigs out there, <laughs> beware of the trough because it could be filled with poisonous gruel. And it's the it's the same thing that we've talked about in the past of saying that if someone were to walk up to you in the supermarket and just say like, hey, I'm an old colleague. Can you please download this app or give me this data? You'd be skeptical. Be equally skeptical online. I, I, I kind of hate the name of this and I don't, I don't think it's necessary. It seems like an unnecessary amount of decoration for something that seems pretty average and normal. Is that all this is? Is is this just a new name to get attention for something that is as old as, as dirt? 
it's becoming more common, I think, is the main thing. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's not it's not too flattering that if you find yourself out of a million dollars and you're being referred to by the FBI itself as a pig, it's uh, sort of a double whammy. Well, you know, the other thing is, um, my I will say that um, the <laughs> I don't know how to say this without implicating myself, but the the barista at the coffee shop during COVID, <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> not to be so specific was a young girl who was very talkative and she told me that her goal in life was to find a cash pig. What? As opposed to a sugar daddy. No, that is what a cash pig is now. And speaking of putting lipstick on the pig, welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam Cyber Salad. I'm Bo Cyber Waffle. And I'm Travis. Cyber fried stick of butter. Oh. Ew. Today we attempt to get to the bottom of a disappearing lover. I'm excited today because we have on our show someone who has been a loyal listener a friend, a terrific human being that's been very supportive of this show. Thank you. And Fumiko, where are you coming to us from? Uh, Southern California. Well, it's great having you here from Southern California. So what do you do? Share with the audience what you do. I'm in retail for a rather large major uh, company, so it's not particularly exciting. I deal with uh, sociopathic consumers pretty much all day. <laughs> that sounds like my life minus the consumer part. What sort of sociopathic consumers? Give us an example. Uh, no I names, was... no addresses. <laughs> Not that I've ever asked for them. Um, but yeah, the, um, I've had a consumer come up to me once and ask me if her dog could pee on the floor of the store. Oh, that's a new okay. One. Very special. Yeah. You know, cleaning up vomit, Sometimes pee on the floor. It's just it's it's a hot mess sometimes. So that's not exactly a consumer review. It's just simply a consumer being irresponsible. Lots of them. Granted, I will give you that not all of them are like that, but the real small percentage of really horrible people that kind of stand out. So yeah. Now, what was before retail? I was living in Mexico. I was doing a lot of stuff out there. Primarily, I was copy editing there. And then before that, I was teaching English. So copy editing, were you working for a particular publication or? No, I was working for a travel agency that was online. So basically, I was correcting their English. You know, things like, oh, stay at our sumptuous hotel rooms. You know, thinking sumptuous, like who uses that word anyways? But you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so I was correcting that sort of text, writing it, editing it, working with like, you know, the like the SEO, like the website and stuff like that. And SEO is search engine optimization, right? That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. So I had to do a lot of those like search engine terms, phrases and stuff that really didn't sound natural. I know in your personal time, you're something of a baker. Is that right? Yes, I am. So that's what I do kind of like to, uh, on my off, days, you know? Uh, I like baking a lot. In one of the notes that you sent to us, you likened each of us to a particular 
pastry or baking product. Could you remind us of, of what what it was for each of us? Oh, God. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I think Travis was a red velvet cake, which he said that he doesn't necessarily... I don't, I don't remember if he said he necessarily liked it. I think you said I was a, I was a brookie, which I'd never had before, oh, so I actually brookie. had to go out and like figure out what that was. So <laughs> I think he would did make brookie. Um, like it's basically a chocolate chip cookie with a brownie. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Now that's nice. Okay. Yeah. And then there's um, I don't remember who I said was a red velvet cake. And then I, oh, I think Adam, I, I, I felt you were more of a cheesecake kind of. Thing. I have been known to be somewhat cheesy, so therefore a cheesecake would be perfect, and I love red velvet cake. Bo is kind of a red velvet cake, you know? I was going to say, what was I? Was I the red velvet cake, or...? I think you were the red velvet cake. I like red velvet cake, so that's... But now, with your red velvet cake, are you getting that red color with food dye or the cinnamon? I don't think I've ever heard it with being gotten with cinnamon. Yeah, no, I, I just sort of vaguely remember someone telling me that the original original was like somehow cinnamon related, but I never understood it because cinnamon isn't red. It's brown. Yeah, I think it's a hard sell for red. But I love it. And if you want to send me a red velvet cake, I will eat it. I would and then I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, and I would eat it every week. So if you wanted to, <laughs> I'll subscribe. <laughs> we know you're a fan of the show and i love it but is that the only reason you're here i mean did something unfortunately go wrong the dad jokes i need the dad jokes oh the dad jokes okay (laughs) well now we're going to make dad jokes at your expense so go ahead and tell us your story so that we can start generating the dad jokes Okay, so um, my story starts in, uh, I think, about 2010, 2011. I was living in Cancun at the time, and uh, I was dating someone. Uh, I, I ended up dating someone who was American. From the face of it, he was like a very, you know, debonair type of guy. You would think, oh, um, perfect, you know, well-educated, well-read. Someone I thought maybe there was a future with. Um, we dated for a while and, uh, we stopped dating because he ended up cheating on me. Um, and that's where the kind of like the drama begins. During the the dating part of it, he told me a story of how he was in the army, I believe, as a sniper. I'm going to tell you two stories about him, two different parts of his life, but they kind of come back at the end. So he told me that he was um, in the army as a sniper. He had gone off to fight in Granada. Apparently from that interaction, he he had a brotherhood of sorts. So he was basically, I guess, closer than friends with all these guys that he fought with. There was a kind of, a, I mean, not so pleasant story. I kind of asked him you know, off, off the cuff, um, have you killed anyone? Um, and he said, I shot anything that moved. Well, I suspect as a sniper, yeah, you'd that's have kind to. Of, that's your job description. That's what kind of, yeah. So now, did you meet him on a dating app, or how? Did no, you know? no, no. He. Um, so I'm a. I'm formerly a triathlete, and he was doing an event I was doing, and we ended up talking. That's basically how it happened. I thought there was a lot of things in common with this guy. Fellow triathlete. Yeah, but I mean, he turned out to be a little bit more psycho than I thought. Um, and by a little bit, do you mean a lot of it, or? Okay, so let me tell you a couple of stories about that part. He had an anger management issue. Um, okay. 
Yeah, so he, when he was getting out of the plane in Grenada, um, I remember him telling me that there was a kid on the plane who was, I guess, scared of heights and he didn't want to jump out of the plane because I could parachute out. And he basically kicked the guy in the back to get him off the plane. Like he just kicked him out of the plane. I don't know if that, you know, incurred any sort of like repercussion, but you know, he that was kind of a mean thing. You know, kicking somebody in the back to get them out of a plane that you had to jump out of in a timely way. Not sure that that qualifies as an angry problem so much as just uh, dudes being dudes on a plane full of dudes who have been trained to kill people kind of dude. Or afraid of your drill sergeant who's going to I don't know. I'm not convinced yet. I, I don't doubt that he had anger issues, but that the killing people part is more persuasive for me <laughs> than the... Than the than the kicking the dude in the back who wasn't jumping out of the plane. Travis? I'm staying well out of this one just because I kind of feel like you are going to be uh, causing a lot of offense to the sniper community, which is uh, <laughs> does not seem like the best idea. Yeah, we don't oh. like to offend snipers. We like yeah. to make sure they're not aiming at us. No, I like all of you snipers out there, but let's face it, you're all, you know, you shoot people for a living. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be able to walk to my car every morning without having to uh, run and duck. So that would be a good uh, plan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's my exercise plan. Can we go on with the story? <laughs> okay. So um, maybe another uh, part of the story that could kind of help you decide whether or not you're on the anger management issue or that he has a psycho problem issue. Yeah. So he used to work with a lawyer and he was working for a very large firm in New York um, that went belly up uh, mm. in, in the 2007 crash. No, there, there were some very big law firms that, that yeah. did implode. So was he a big time lawyer or was he representing himself to be a big time lawyer? I believe he was a big time lawyer only because he worked with this company. It was, um, he was, I think he was in labor law, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I remember him telling me once that uh, he, he basically got so mad that a deposition didn't go his way, but uh, he broke a keyboard. That sort of thing. I mean, he, he, he was a kind of angry guy. He, he had, when we were doing triathlons, he had two bikes. One bike was his regular race bike, and the other one was the bike that he didn't care what happened because he would throw it and trash it. Okay, I mean, we're heading in the right direction. I, I'm yeah, hearing you. Yeah, okay. So, back to the anger. Yeah. So, what was the the it, the law firm implosion anger thing? That was the breaking of the keyboard. Yeah. It takes a little pressure to break a keyboard. You know, that's something. All right, guys, let's take another poll. Adam, Travis. Do you want sociopath or psychopath? I'll go sociopath is fine. I'll go sociopath. Okay, Adam goes sociopath for five dollars. Travis, what do you got? I've accidentally broken so many keyboards just from by virtue of having really big hands that uh, I can't really. uh, (laughs) Oh my god, you are really afraid of this guy. (laughs) Travis is just not going to say anything against him. Oh my god! All right, a high-powered lawyer, uh, triathlete, sniper. Oh my god, it's a totally different question. (laughs) I mean, Adam, we have just destroyed our only super fan how did we do that we, she's no longer a fan okay so so he definitely has an anger issue and you guys are a couple are we calling you a couple so this is the thing i thought we were a couple but he um always introduced me as his friend oh man uh red flag red flag yeah so yeah. you know there therein lies the problem 
but yeah, he he had a lot of anger issues and a lot of kind of like control issues. Um, I think that stems back to like the fact that his original birth parents were very very mean to him. And but at the end of the day, you kind of own it. I don't. It doesn't really matter how it. You know, at a certain point, you're a middle aged sniper. <laughs> Who breaks keyboards when things don't go your way? And you gotta do something about that. You gotta own it. Not that there's anything wrong with either, but yeah. Oh, Travis, he's not gonna get you. Travis lives in Portland, by the way. <laughs> so here's the deal I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance an electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes dot com. Okay, Famico, we interrupted you again. No, but he he also the reason why I mentioned the brotherhood thing was that he actually also told me that with his ex-girlfriends, he used to ask one of his brothers at who I think was still in the government working somewhere. And he didn't tell me where. And she would ask his one of his brothers to check up on them and see what they were doing. I don't know what the extent of that was. I don't know how far, like, how far that was pushed. If he actually did anything, or he was just, you know, trying to check up on. I don't know. I don't know. He just said that he would ask his brother to look into things. Doesn't sound like a good use of taxpayer money having someone no. working at a letter agency checking out ex-girlfriends yeah so but that's what he said he did and uh yeah he he, was... he told you this by way of the only thing i can figure is by way of letting you know that threat yeah 
It sounds sinister. Uh, I mean, failed threat. Travis, do you think it sounds sinister? That sounds very sinister. Wow, he finally weighs in. Yeah. Well, we, we, okay. we have one. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a dead man. Okay. Bam. <laughs> okay, so so we we have established that he's using letter agencies or saying he can. You know, there's there is also that guy who's like, you know, says he can and can't. Right? Which one was he? Well, often oftentimes the people who say they can do certain things are precisely the people who can't do certain things. Right. Because if they could, they wouldn't mention it. Yeah, they wouldn't advertise. Right. Yeah, no, and I can say that this is totally true, having been Adam's friend for a long time, and uh, there's just so many things he knows about me that he can only know by way of the way that he doesn't claim he can do. And placing cameras and microphones all through Bo's house he knows so much it's really awful Fumiko never be friends with Adam because he will oh. just, and <laughs> he <looks like> a <laughs> oh he looks sweet but that's the whole his whole point was like the guy who can do it doesn't look like the guy who can do it he's a poisonous cheesecake oh. <laughs> my crowning oh. mo- my crowning moment will be Bo the movie oh my gosh Adam I think you have a new nickname maybe we should get a t-shirt made for him Poisonous, poisonous cheesecake. cheesecake? The yeah. poisonous cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right, huzzah! All right, you are the you are the poisonous cheesecake. Now, uh, back to Mister. Maybe, maybe not able speak to speak with respect to the poisonous cheesecake fella. <laughs> Listen. All right. So, so where were we? He's he's now giving you veiled threats. But to what purpose is he giving you veiled threats? I don't. I I mean. To what end? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it was this whole control management control thing. Because he, when we broke up, he had this thing where he, it was really terrible. It was a really bad breakup. Um, But he would ignore me, even though we would see each other face to face. He would pretend I wasn't there and walk by like a child. I guess six months later, we started to become friends because he would start talking to me. And he actually asked me to house it for him. once and by that time he had a new girlfriend. I, I left the my Cartier watch out. He should go and put it away from me in like some hiding place. And you have to go into my bedroom to do that. Um, but crossing the bedroom to get to his closet, there's also the bathroom off of the closet. And I noticed as I was I found the, the watch that there were post-its on the side of the door to the bathroom that said stuff like, I love you you are mine, I'm yours type of thing, you know? And they were all supposedly directed to this new girl, but I think he did it in a way so that I could see those posts. He had to remind himself with post-its. <laughs> no, they were little sweet nothings, right? But I think they, they were directed at me to make me feel bad because he knew that I was still up uh, over him instead. It sounds uh, like a power play. It sounds, yeah. well, the whole thing just sounds so icky. Icky is the word yeah. that comes to mind. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the type of guy he was. Yeah. That was the type of guy. But so this all leads into the, the second story, which is um, when we were still talking um, in this friendly stage, he said, hey, I have a story to tell you. Why don't you come over? Can't you just tell me on the phone? Yes. Yeah. So I went over and uh, he had apparently gotten a phone call from a friend of his from college. Not of the blue. 
Um, and he said, this friend said, Hey, um, I found out that you lived in Cancun. Um, I'm coming down to work to nearby Merida. Why don't you come down and we'll have drinks and stuff? So he drove down and apparently they met up outside the U.S. Embassy in Merida. And he said, Hey, um, I work for the FBI and, you know, I uh, I have access to the embassy. Do you want to see it when it's closed? It's like, okay, sure. So apparently they walk through. He gives him sort of like an like a an informal tour. It was a Sunday, so obviously there were no people about. And when they got to, he I think he opened an office, and apparently inside there were two or three men sitting there waiting. He didn't tell me what happened in the meeting. He didn't tell me. Anything that was said, nothing. He just told me like the you know broad strokes of it, which apparently was that um, because he was a lawyer, he actually likes talking to people. He apparently made friends with someone who was also a local lawyer that worked out of like Cancun Airport. Now in Cancun, lots of you get spring breakers, you get lots of young people doing stupid things. And some of them get in trouble with the law. So this guy who works at the airport apparently tries to like you know give them legal advice or whatever not. But because this ex, um, he speaks English and he knew the American side of it, he decides to like, hey, let's like, let's work together. And the ex is, uh, I think his neighbor was a translator. He says, okay, I could get my translator friend in and we could like all work on these cases together. Turns out that the uh, FBI had been uh, monitoring the local lawyer for quite some time because apparently he also had dealings with uh, narcotics and I don't know what else. Well, if you're going to be working at an airport, you know, what better place than, you know, to have that line of work? <laughs> I mean, seriously. So he he got himself into this really huge like problem. Um, and the only reason why this friend came down to talk to him was because he saw that this was the person he was connected to this lawyer. So he said, well, let me go in and talk to him to see if he had anything to do with it. I have no idea if he had anything to do with it. He just told me the broad strokes and they let him go. But he, as he was leaving the embassy, uh, apparently the friend said, Hey, uh, I know I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, your girlfriend is actually seeing someone else. And the only way he knew that was that he was reviewing his texts. And you know who else was texting him at this time? Me. Oh. <laughs> Oops. So, I mean, I'm just sitting here livid because... What's his mo And what's his motivation I here? I don't know. He just said, okay. I just wanted to let you know, Amazing. as a friend, I guess, that, uh, yeah, your girlfriend's cheating But that's the new, the yeah, new, the new girlfriend, girlfriend, I was, right? like, long out of the... The out new of the girlfriend yeah. was cheating I was long out of the picture. Gotcha. And he was long out of the picture after that for me, because I said, well, I don't want anything to do with this guy, especially if he's getting in trouble and doing God knows what. He had told me once that, um, yeah, he he called me uh, once, said, Yeah, uh, I just came out of a three-day coke bender, and the only reason why I stopped was because my nose started bleeding. Sounds like you had a lot going on. Yeah, and I, I think I dodged a very huge bullet, probably a can of fire. Howitzer. Yeah. Howitzer. It was, it was, it was a, yeah, he was, he was a lot going on, a very hot mess. So this is the thing. So, I mean, maybe it's it's something like uh, 
like a paranoia installed because of this guy. But I feel like ever since then, I haven't had really much luck with like continuing like relationships with people, uh, guys in particular. Um, like I would get ghosted a lot. And I don't know if I, I, it still hangs over me. Maybe this ex's brother is like kind of intervening in some way, shape or form. I hear a person who has been through the ringer and we're all online and we all communicate using various devices these days and interpersonal relationships happen sometimes exclusively online and via cyber means, right? Whether it's on text or social media or whatever. And it sounds to me like, you know, you're dealing with people who are not completely hinged <laughs> to reality <laughs> or maybe completely unhinged. But if that's the case, you know, what worries me is that somebody may have, you know, messed with you on a cyber level, whether that is putting malware on your phone, you know, in some way, figuring out how they can spy on you. Yeah. Is that, a, is that something that you've thought about? And do you have, do you have a any? Lot. I've had like, like right before I left Kenton, there was like uh, someone I was potentially going to see. Apparently, he was very interested. We were very interested. We were going to see each other right before I left. Um, and you were meeting them uh, through yeah, a dating uh, site. It was someone I met scuba diving. So, yeah, um, he was one of the dive masters. So I was going to go meet him, and we were going to set up a date to see each other the next day. Never texted back. I texted him a bajillion times, and nothing. And it seems to have kind of happened like a lot since then people i've met here on dating sites who just all of a sudden they ghost me or they say you know what i can't do it this is just not gonna work and it's like well, now ghosting happens yeah. ghosting happens so that's yeah. a thing but it happens more when a sniper reaches out to you and says stay yes. away from her <laughs> <laughs> with contacts at the fbi yeah if you value not being sniped then. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, that is, it's not impossible. We have seen stories, Adam, your friend Amanda, an Italian, uh, uh, what was his name? Crypto Lira, the, <laughs> the Italian, maybe completely fraudulent human being who um, maybe hacked into her phone, but maybe it was the guy who was, was he a hacker, Travis? He worked in cybersecurity, and so he installed spyware and malware on her phone. And apparently, as they drifted apart, her phone started drifting, too. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that is the thing that we need to focus on here, which is we live in an essentially insecure environment. Uh, our passwords are fair game. Our various communications are interceptable. And as a result, you we are at the mercy or at the good graces of the world around us, which is comprised of people. Some people are good. Some people aren't good. And the aren't good part of the people quotient, it's considerable. If you happen to wander into a not great cyber neighborhood, it's anyone's guess what's going on. And the only thing you can do is try and secure your devices as much as possible. Um, One of the best ways to do this is to reboot your phone. Mm -hmm. Most of this malware doesn't work if a phone is turned completely off and then back on. When was the last time you restarted your phone? Uh, well, I just got a new phone, so probably twice, three times since then, maybe a month. Twice a month. I, I mean, 
considering it is Maybe. revenue, yeah. Even if you don't see the signs of malware, your phone's running slow, pop-up messages that didn't used to be there, draining batteries. But the first and best way to get rid of it is to turn your phone off and on again. It's to uh, restart it, actually. That in some cases, there are ways that if you uh, turn your phone off, it'll still be in a low power mode. Um, at least that's the case for newer phones. So it'll say it's off, but it's actually just kind of going to sleep for a little bit. So you want to do a uh, full hard re uh, restart on the phone. Now how, much, how often do you recommend doing that, though? I'd say once a day, personally, but I'm rather I'm rather paranoid. So <laughs> it's really it's really rare for uh, malware to be on your phone that can survive a restart. You know, to if you if you power it down and you power it back on, but it is possible that there's all kinds of spyware that can be on your phone, and it looks like a pretty harmless app. And and that app can survive on the cloud. So if you do a backup before you, when you get a new phone, it's going to come on to the new right. device because it's in the cloud. So make sure you recognize, and Travis, feel free to call me a dummy, every single app on... You're a dummy. No, no, for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Oh, I have reasons. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. So anyway, make sure that you you recognize all the apps on your device. And if there's anything that you don't recognize, and Adam, this is even harder for you because you have a young child who may have downloaded things that you don't recognize, but you're like, oh, that's his. Make sure that you have a conversation because cybersecurity is like germs. It doesn't do well in the sunlight. Oh, that, that is a new boism. No, I stole it from Ch uh, Chief Justice... Um, uh, not Skidmore, Brandeis. <laughs> I knew it was one, some private college. But at any rate, that is the truth, though. You know, the more you talk about what you... So if, if you know what you've got on your phone, you're probably good. If you don't recognize something, send it to us on the DL or on the... Not DL, because we're friends now. And we will tell you whether it's something to worry about. But good cyber hygiene is your friend here. If you do everything more or less right, the chances are that it's just more or less your imagination that's plaguing you. But it could be a little bit of both. And as Adam likes to point out, sometimes you're not paranoid because... Because they really are after you. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, And that is always one of the tricky things here because in a lot of cases, if you're talking about, say, malware on your phone or getting hacked or something like that, that's just more of... Uh, your garden variety hacker is not going to be going after a specific target that much. But if you are dealing with someone who is, say, really controlling or possessive and also has ties with people at uh, kind of high places, that makes it a lot harder to figure out one way or the other. Or not even high places, just dirty places. Yeah, exactly. Like the letter agencies. No offense, letter agencies. Yeah. Letter agencies, <laughs> okay. snipers, so Russian now, hackers. Now uh, you know. angered a sniper, a hacker, and the letter agencies. Bo, you want to go for a clean sweep? What else could I do? Hey, IRS. Scientologists. IRS, you suck. <laughs> 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 oh! <laughs> 
Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, buddy, what do you got? Uh, look, this is a pretty tricky one because there's no way to know for certain if these bad guys were scammy or just bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you need is you got to practice good cyber hygiene and hopefully you'll never get to use any of our tips, but you'll be prepared if you do. Doing the stuff that we talk about on this show makes it easier to be a paranoid person. I know that sounds weird, but like if you know that you're doing all you can to avoid being... Uh, the target of a bad guy or girl online, then you kind of know what isn't happening. So being in a high information environment is helpful, especially to the more paranoid among us. Yeah, I think one of the other things to keep in mind, too, is that the Internet, just the same as the real world, is just full of creeps. Creeps. And by being able to protect yourself and protect your data, you do get a certain level of uh, protection from creeps. Crypto lira, yeah. So you don't get pig butchered. Oh, man. I I don't know. I'm with you, Adam. I I actually will say that I don't... It doesn't sound like we can know if Fumiko was hacked or otherwise cyber mishandled. But what we can, can say is, you know, the same thing we always say, which is the best way to not have that happen is to not be there. And that's tough when you're dating and you're just trying to have a life. Yeah. How do you not be there when you're dating? that's a tricky one well i have to say having you know dated quite a bit after my divorce um i've dated many people who weren't there (laughs) (laughs) they were avatars or they were people no they were there but they weren't there if you know what i mean there's also something to be said with setting up burner accounts they can make you a harder target to hit okay so adam didn't um, didn't amanda no it wasn't amanda it was amanda's friend remember there was another person in real estate out in arizona we talked to and she had gotten very good about those burner accounts right so you're talking about hope yeah she set up a whole new cyber reality because she had to well because the guy was in everything her husband was in absolutely everything she she uh, had there everything 
So you don't know. That's the point. You really don't know. So if you don't know, the best way is to create an environment where nobody else can know what's going on with you. Yeah, I think that's true. And really check your stuff. Those The apps, I mean it. Like if you have something on your phone you don't recognize, you need to exercise that app. Ooh, I like that. I knew you, you would like that. <laughs> I if knew you, you can't would. recognize it, exercise you must, it. You must exercise it. <laughs> you must exercise it. And in that vein, mm-hmm. we bring you our tinfoil swan. Ah, the tinfoil swan is the paranoid take on ways to stay sober? Safe online. Safe. Oh, safe, 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 safe. I got you. All right. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> Travis, Travis? Is, Travis is looking very, very amused. Our paranoid take on how not to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> just say no, kids. <laughs> well, I think the best uh, tinfoil swan takeaway here is just to set up burner accounts. Burner accounts. Um, especially if you're going on dating apps, just because that is just by its very nature, you're giving out a lot of personal information. Oh, I just found a burner account here. It's I'm not Adam K. Levin at gmail.com on Bumble. Adam, have you been on Bumble? Bumble? He doesn't even know what Bumble, Bumble. is. Okay. Keep I know going. what Bumble is. <laughs> Happily married man does not know these things. Travis, And by else? the way, I do not wish anyone to confuse me with Adam Levine and the continuing controversy and his romance. Can you call that a romance though? That's a what that's a that's a um he's like a he's like a tractor, a three-wheeled tractor with a bad carburetor. He's a shithead. Oh, so now in addition to three-letter agencies, yeah. <laughs> we've now made Adam Levine an enemy. I'm going after Adam Levine. Maroon 5 come and get me, baby. All right, so so uh, what else you got for burner accounts, Travis? Setting up a Gmail account is free. Uh-huh. So if you're going to be putting yourself out there on a dating app, for instance, or if you're really just for any kind of like public-facing account, just set up a new Google account that you can use to if you need to give your email address. In much the same way, a Google Voice account is also free. You can get that to forward it to your phone if you want to, but you can ultimately set yourself up with a free email address and phone number which gives you an extra little bit of uh, protection and buffering from the creeps of the world. Creeps. Yeah, you don't need to use your name in the email. I used to have an email called uh, johnshaftatelvis.com. It's, uh, you know, yeah, you don't need to give away your personal information, especially not right off the bat. Right. My my secret Gmail account is screw you, letter agencies, IRS, and who else did I inter- say something bad about? Snipers. Snipers. Yeah, that's... That's my Gmail account. Seriously, you could use something like Basketball Mom or Rock Climber 99 at Gmail. It can accurately represent you, but doesn't give away completely who you are. Yeah, I always think of you as a Rock Climber 99. In my case, it would be Bad Dad Joke Adam. See, I would call you Soccer Mom myself. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, what on earth were you thinking? Adam Levine at (laughs) gmail.com. And mine is, come and get me, sucker. <laughs> or yours soon will be, I'm in tax prison because they got me. Please, vi- please visit me at gmail.com. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. We really appreciate 
having you. We appreciate your support. And we'd love a review if you have an opportunity. Uh, come, rate us, review us, and share the love with your friends. That also helps other people experience the love that you're sharing. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.